Hey, Moving Forward listeners, believe it or not, the holidays are right around the corner. So get the ball rolling and get your ducks in a row. The Corporate Clichés Coloring Book makes the perfect white elephant office party gift or surprise stocking stuffer for your favorite work-from-home colleague. It's available now on Amazon. You can also find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. Let's celebrate the holidays with some low-hanging fruit and a bubbling glass of synergy. Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 408, continuing on with our podcasting in 2022 series and building off of the last couple of episodes. For those of you who are just tuning in, I recommend you start out with 405, where I talk about exit strategies, then 406, where I talk about topics and ideation. And last week, we talked more about topics and having that exit strategy, why that's such an important anchor point for launching a podcast. And then we got into the nitty gritty, the nuts and bolts on coming up with a format, a schedule, as well as the importance of practicing your podcast so that you can get a sense of your own style, developing your own style, which we're actually going to talk more about today. So we're going to kick it off by talking about style. But before we begin, just as a reminder, we're airing this episode on Monday because this week, uh, Thanksgiving is this week, which is unbelievable that we're already here. So uh, we're airing this episode a little bit early. But let's go ahead and, and jump right in. We're going to talk more about podcasting style. So this is something that I want to give you some guidance on, but I also don't want to be too restrictive in, in giving you advice on this because everyone is individual. Everyone is unique. You have your own unique voice and you're going to discover your own unique podcast style. So, but I will give you some pointers. When it comes to podcasting style, it is as varied as the number of shows that are out there. So I recommend explore, listen to other podcasts. Chances are, if you're launching a podcast or are interested in doing so, you already listen to a lot of podcasts. So go back and listen to some of your favorite episodes from some of your favorite podcasters. If you're creating a podcast on a specific topic, Look at other podcasts in that genre where that cover that topic. Now, what I want you to do is just kind of make a mental note or jot down what works about those podcasts, what grabs you. And it's okay if you want to borrow elements from different podcasters, but make it your own. Don't just mimic someone else. Uh, Come up with your own style, your own spin. And that's the whole point of this, is that this show is uniquely yours. And that's why last week I talked about the importance of practice. And that's something that I'm going to emphasize again. Continue practicing. If you did last week's assignment and recorded a test episode, you may not have been happy with it. I remember when I did my first test podcast. And keep in mind, I had experience in media. I was an actor for a number of years. I've done a lot of presentations and public speaking. And yet, I still wasn't used to podcasting. It was a whole different format for me. And so, yeah, that test episode was a little cringy or very cringy. There was a lot that uh, I would listen to that and I would probably just uh, cover my ears. And that's okay. Everyone starts at the same place. 
Some of you may be more of a natural at this than others, but for the most part, that first practice episode is going to be raw, and that's quite all right. I'm going to emphasize something that I put in the write-up for last week. I I may have mentioned it in case I didn't. I'm going to mention it now. If you do not feel comfortable listening to yourself, listen to yourself until you are. Listen to that test episode. We'll record a couple of test episodes. Listen to them until the self-consciousness of listening to your own voice is knocked out of your head. And I'll share a story. Back when I was studying acting, I had an on-camera teacher, one of the best teachers I've ever had. And many of us were not used to acting in, in front of a camera. In fact, her class was run that we would study the copy, which is basically the text. She would have each of us recite the copy with a camera right in our face. And of course, the first time you do something like that, you're very self-conscious. You're very conscious of the camera, and all of us were pretty raw. She made us watch everyone's recorded session in playback. And of course, you can imagine a lot of us were embarrassed from those early recordings. By the time we got to the end of that class, we could sit through everyone's recorded auditions or recitations without any hesitation. That really knocked the fear out, the the self-consciousness out. And that's why uh, I don't even think twice about it when I'm recording a podcast. I, I can talk and I can listen to the episodes. I typically will try to listen to every episode at least once just to make mental notes about things that I've covered and where I want to go next. So I want you to get comfortable as much as possible with that before you launch your show. And this is going to help you with your confidence, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. All right, let's talk a little bit about styling your podcast, depending on whether you're doing interviews or solo. And again, a lot of this is going to depend on your personal style. But when it comes to interviews and conversations, Have a goal in mind, just like you did with your show overall. You had a goal. You had a result that you laid out. Try doing that with each interview that you're planning. If you have guests that are lined up, I recommend think of each conversation as an arc. There's a beginning, middle, and end. It may be a continuing conversation, so the end of the arc may be to be continued, and that's perfectly fine. But think of your conversations as having arcs. Think of having a goal. What are you trying to accomplish with this episode? If your podcast is about learning a subject, then really uh, you're in that learner mindset and you want to ask as many questions that will help facilitate your learning as possible. If you are sharing knowledge or an expertise, then you're teaching. And if you're having a conversation with maybe a fellow expert or someone who Uh, is in the same field, you may be taking a different approach. It may be more of a conversational podcast between people who are equally knowledgeable. And your goal isn't to just show off what you know, but to convey it in a way that it's digestible to an audience, especially those who may not be familiar with the subject. And that's why I'm not going to give you too much strict advice on interviews and how to do them because there are so many styles. Some of you may be more formal, and that's okay. If you listen to the old episodes of Moving Forward, the early ones, it was very much crafted like a radio show, like a a traditional interview show. I used a fairly standard set of questions. They were maybe about five or six for a 40-minute, 30, 40-minute conversation. They were fairly open-ended. I find that open-ended questions 
are usually fairly effective when it comes to interviews, unless it's a follow-up question. So think about the format of your podcast. Now, if you're only doing five-minute or 10-minute episodes, you may only have time for two questions or three questions. If you find that your guest is doing most of the speaking then and you're doing most of the listening, I think that's a pretty good sign. Unless it's really meant to be a back-and-forth conversation, if you're interviewing an expert, a lot of times you're listening and you're learning. And by virtue of sharing that out on a podcast, your audience is as well. One of the most, I think, effective questions to ask when you're interviewing a guest who's an expert is to ask them to define a term of art. If they mention something that's a technical term or phrase, Take a second to follow up with, can you share that with our listeners, what that means? Even if you know what it means, having someone else define it on air can be very beneficial to your audience. With respect to solo podcasts, the types and the styles are wide open. So explore, experiment, practice, find your voice, find your style. And it's okay if you're a little bit unsure of yourself because you're going to evolve the more you do this. So find a style that works for you and really use your podcast blueprint as your guide. So if you've scheduled out that you're going to do an episode every week, that's half an hour or every other week, that's five minutes. Use that as your plan. And what I do is I tend not to script out my episodes, but I do have bullet points of things that I want to make sure that I cover in each episode. And that's going to vary depending on the type of podcast that you do. So interview podcasts, remember, uh, a lot of it will be determined by your goal, whether you're learning, whether you're teaching, whether you're entertaining. When it comes to solo podcasts, the types and the styles vary greatly. So a lot of this will be you bringing your own style, your own voice to whichever format you choose to use for your podcast. All right, we're going to talk about another component of this. And you may recall from episode 405, as I shared, in my opinion, I think there are two factors that prevent people from either putting out an episode, even though they've launched a podcast or sustaining one if they have launched and have put out a couple of episodes. Number one is not having an exit, and we've talked about that throughout since episode 405, and I've mentioned it on every episode, including today's. The second component, you may recall, is confidence, and we're going to talk about that right after this quick break. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, if you're interested in starting a side hustle, selling clothes from your closet, I've spent over four years helping my dad expand his brick-and-mortar business with Poshmark. In my book, The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses, I take you step-by-step with clear instructions, pictures, worksheets, and skill-building exercises to get you started. The book covers everything from taking great listing photos to creating videos that pop using nothing more than your smartphone. The Poshmark Guide for Individuals and Small Businesses is available in paperback and for Kindle. I've also created a companion workbook, The Poshmark Seller Journal for Individuals and Small Businesses. Both books are available on Amazon, where you can find quick links at bemovingforward.com and in the show notes for this episode. Start learning and moving forward today. 
Okay, so confidence. This is a big one. You may feel self-conscious when you record that first episode or that practice episode. You may listen back to it. You may be filled with a lot of doubt as you're going through the process of learning the technology. Setting up the podcast is fairly easy, which is why I am not jumping into the tech right away. Now, there are a couple of things I want to cover. Confidence. Really, we want to look at two different spheres. The first is by this point, you've already mapped out your podcast. You've come up with an exit. You've ideated really breaking it down into the three hemispheres. And hopefully you've done some practice. You're starting to find your style and your voice. The first thing I want to cover isn't related to confidence, although you may confuse it with that. It's an important question, and it's more of a gut check or a check-in at this point. Do you still want to proceed with this? And this is why I recommend before you invest a single dollar into that fancy mic or into that technology or whatever it is you think needs to go into your podcast to make it sound great, notice what we've done so far. We haven't spent a single dime yet on any equipment, and, and I really recommend that you go through this process first. Because by this point, you should have a pretty good idea of whether or not you really want to do this. Ask yourself that question. Have that honest conversation with yourself. By now, you should have gone through the exit strategy planning, the ideation, coming up with a format, a schedule. And if you've been practicing, you should be getting a sense of the medium. Even if you're not great at it or you don't feel like you're great at it, By now, you should have an idea of whether or not you really want to do this. And if you decide at this point, I really hate this. This is not for me. And don't confuse that with, I I don't feel quite confident yet. I know it's really hard sometimes to see the difference between the two. But if you have a complete disdain for this at this point, you feel like this is not the right medium for me that's perfectly okay. Don't feel like you have to continue on if you feel like that there's no enjoyment, you feel like this is going to be pure drudgery and you're just dreading doing this. Because right now what we've been doing is what I call the due diligence stage. And you may have read about this or if you're in the business world, you know all about due diligence. Before you enter into a venture, a partnership, or an acquisition, you have to do your due diligence. You have to investigate. You have to find out, is this a sound investment? Is this a sound transaction or collaboration? Podcasting is very much the same way or any medium. By this point, you've done a lot of due diligence. You've looked at the exit. You've looked at the formatting, the topic, the issue, the ideation. That's all due diligence. And once you've started practicing, that's kind of the final step of due diligence By now, you should have an idea. Even if you don't feel quite confident in your skills as a podcaster, you should know whether or not this is something you want to do. It's okay if you don't feel comfortable or confident yet in your skills as a podcaster, so long as you feel like this is something I still want to do. I find joy in doing this. I think this is something I'll really enjoy. If you have that element to it, then we're going to continue on. But if you don't have that, if you find that there's no enjoyment in this, You don't feel comfortable doing this and you don't think you ever will. And you just feel like 
ah, this is going to be a struggle. And I don't know that I really find any benefit in, in doing this medium. That's perfectly okay. Now is a good time to really assess that. Because you may find that podcasting isn't for you. It's not for everyone. And that's perfectly fine. I do recommend, if you decide that, first of all, don't be too hard on yourself. This is the whole point of due diligence, is to figure out whether or not something is a good fit. I do recommend, because you've put all this work into exploring a framework for either learning content, teaching content, or entertaining, think about applying that to another medium. Maybe you're more of a writer. Maybe writing a blog or a manuscript for a book or a screenplay, maybe that's more your jam. That's perfectly fine. Maybe you, you feel more comfortable in, in front of a camera and you want to start a YouTube channel. There are so many different ways you can format your content. So you can blog, you can write, you can do video. Think about all the different iterations that are out there. Podcasting is just one of many. So I do recommend if you decide that podcasting is not for you, that's perfectly fine. But think about doing something with all the work that you've put in so far. You can still be a learner. You can still be a teacher. You can still be an entertainer. You might just need a different medium to do that with. Okay? Now, for many of you, you may be in a spot where you generally enjoy this. You think you will enjoy this. You enjoyed recording that first episode, even though you, you didn't feel quite confident in what you were doing. You didn't feel uh, like you were the best at this, and that's perfectly fine. You listen to that recorded practice episode, and you cringed, and you really cringed. But you felt some enjoyment. And you felt the challenge and you feel like this is something that you could really fall in love with. Then continue on. And that's where we are now. So the confidence question. Let's assume you want to do this, but you're not quite feeling confident yet in putting out that episode. So a couple things to that. This is why I think it's so important. And I know I sound like a broken record, but the exit and the roadmap, I really think is a significant portion of the confidence. Oftentimes, when you don't feel confident about something, it's because you don't really have the direction for it. And in many ways, I felt like that when I launched Moving Forward because I didn't have a clear roadmap. I, like I said many times, I didn't know that I would get to episode 12 because I was just trying to figure out all the tech and I was trying to get interviews and schedule them. And I really didn't feel any sense of a larger picture behind this. So I believe that having an exit, having a roadmap, a plan, a goal and a result that you want to achieve is a big part of that confidence piece. Because if you have that direction, if you know where you're starting and where you want to end up, at least a general idea and a roadmap of how you're going to get there, I think that's going to be a big part of the confidence piece, not only in launching, but continuing the podcast. And we're going to talk about expectations a little bit later. Another thing, and I talked about this at the end of last episode, and I've mentioned it a little bit throughout today, is practice. I recommend practice. Do more than just one practice episode. Do two, do three. Uh, if it's a solo podcast, you may have to do a couple to figure out what style you want to go with. If you're doing an interview podcast, try to get some friends who will be 
volunteers for you to do mock interviews or an expert if they if they can spare the time something in which you can really find your sea legs experiment with different question types get used to the conversation format while it's being recorded because for a lot of people i mean for most of you 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 have conversations every day you ask people questions every day but many of you aren't used to doing this with something that's recording it so there's that element so you want to as much as possible get to the point where you can have a conversation or speak into the mic while it's being recorded and not really think about that part of it so practice and i have a saying that uh, I've used when I've coached people in public speaking, and I think it applies for podcasting. Practice makes imperfect. Your goal here is not to become perfect. And I'm going to talk more about this with editing when we get into the technical part. I think nowadays people appreciate authenticity. Now, I know that's a buzzword that gets thrown around a lot, but I think nowadays Less polished and edited content and more just good content is what counts. So in the beginning when I did a lot of formal interviews, I spent a lot of time editing, editing them so they sounded almost perfect. And there's a place for editing, especially if you're doing more of a formalized interview show. And we'll talk about editing uh, in a future episode but if you're doing a solo podcast where you're doing a more of a casual conversation or even an interview podcast, I'm going to encourage you not to get into the rabbit hole of editing those conversations too much. And these days, I do very little editing. Uh, I've practiced a lot. I've done a lot of episodes. I've done over 400 episodes. And I'm not perfect by any stretch of the mag- imagination. You listen to these episodes, you'll hear some pauses, you'll, see, you'll, you'll hear some ums as I'm collecting my thoughts. I don't go back and edit those as, uh, as a general rule because A, I don't have time, and B, my goal is not to show off how good of an editor I am. My goal is to provide content and improve with every episode. And I think that should be your goal as well. So it's not being perfect at the gate. It's about putting out that content, the best content that you can, and building your skills over time. That, I think, is going to be more valuable to you and your audience. Now, I will talk about editing. Editing does have a place. But I'm going to encourage you not to record your episodes with an eye towards cleaning them up, spending three hours editing a 15-minute episode that you just recorded. So that's what I mean by practice makes imperfect. My emphasis with practice and the reason why I want you to practice is for you to get comfortable. Get comfortable talking into the mic, recording this conversation or this monologue that you're doing, even if you have a little bit of a stumble. The more it sounds like a real conversation or the more it sounds like you talking to somebody, even if it's a solo podcast, you're always talking to someone. And right now I'm talking to you, my listeners. I want you to feel like you're in the room with me. And so that's what I mean by practice makes imperfect. It's not about me being the most polished or articulate. I don't script out exactly what I'm going to say. I have bullet points and I'm going to recommend don't read off of a script. Really don't read off of a script. 
unless it's a fiction podcast and in which you have to read off of a script and that's a completely different animal altogether. But if you're doing a nonfiction podcast where where you're sharing your thoughts or having a conversation or interview, I want you to more practice so that you can get comfortable with the medium and listen to yourself and not be self-conscious about it. It's growth over perfection. And that's really what I want to emphasize. It's okay if your first episode sounds raw, if it doesn't sound great, if it's uh, a little bit cringy. Most podcasters start here. Yes, there are exceptions. There are people who've worked in radio who start a podcast and they're naturals at this, but they've had years of audio broadcasting under their belt. For the most part, everyone starts in the same place. We all start awkward. That's what I'm going to say. So practice makes imperfect, growth over perf- perfection, and everyone starts awkward. So confidence really is going to come over time. And you may feel a little shaky with those first few episodes. That's quite all right. Uh, the, the point is, I want you to have that exit, that roadmap, something that's going to keep you on track. I want you to practice so that you can get used to hearing your own voice played back to you. And it's okay that you're going to start recording episodes and you're not 100% polished or perfect. Perfection should not be your goal at launch. You're really trying to put great content out there, content that you feel passionate about, and you're going to improve over time. All right, this leads to our last topic for today, expectations. Now, this is a big one. Have the right expectations in launching a podcast. My hope is, and I say this to everyone I've ever coached, my hope is that you put out your podcast and you get 10,000 downloads on your first episode. Realistically, though, podcasting is probably one of the hardest mediums to gain and grow traction with. Unlike starting a YouTube channel, if you actually start a YouTube channel and you have very interesting content, you're more likely to experience faster growth. Podcasting takes a lot more time. There are a lot more podcasts out there. Audio is its own animal, and I think the traction comes more over time. Now, some of you, if you have a large following, if you've got already a large following on social media that you've built up over time, where you have another medium that you use, such as a YouTube channel with a lot of subscribers and you're transitioning to a podcast or supplementing it with a podcast, then you're just bridging your audience to yet another medium to follow you on. And so you may naturally have a lot of listens and downloads. For most of you, if you're just starting out, don't be disappointed if you launch the first episode and you get five listeners or 10 listeners. I think I heard somewhere that the average podcast, if you get more than like 12 or 15 listens, then you're doing pretty well. And so the key here is not to put heavy expectations on yourself. Find the satisfaction not in how many listeners you have, but in the content that you're creating and putting out there. You got to have something other than the numbers, And the thing about a podcast is that it is slow growth. You're going to find that the first couple of episodes, the needle might not move very fast, but the more content you put out there, the more you stick with it, the more you're aligned to an exit and a focal point or a focus in your topic, the more you're going to see that needle move. 
And that's one of the reasons why, as I said before, if I were launching Moving Forward today, I would do it very differently. Because I know for a fact where I strongly suspect that I have some listeners who tune in for specific types of uh, content, such as like the Poshmark stuff. I have others who will tune in for other types of content. And so any at any given time my numbers might spike up you know just like up and down depending on the type of content i'm putting out and that's kind of the that's kind of the trade off with having a broad podcast you're going to see spikes here and there as opposed to having something really focused and topical in which you're covering and niching down and really addressing a specific topic then you're probably going to see more steady growth So if you want to really find your audience, especially if you're doing a podcast as part of a business or something that you really feel passionate about, you're going to get more of that returning audience week after week, and you're going to see that steady growth. If you do more of a general podcast, which is fine, you want to do something a little bit broader, just know that the growth is going to be more long-term and more spread out. And that's kind of what I've noticed over the years. So sometimes I'll have spikes depending on the type of content I'm putting out. But overall, the growth is really just more steady. It's not just like, it's not very stark. And that comes with time and consistency. All right, let me talk about a subject that I haven't really touched on that uh, a lot of people are curious about, monetization. Monetizing your podcast. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not an expert at this. I don't have uh, sponsors on my podcast. If that's something you're interested in, I, I recommend really do your research. There's a lot of research on that on, online. But generally speaking, uh, what I can say generally is that monetization in terms of ads really comes with having the numbers. If you have like a large, consistent audience, that will open the door for you to get sponsors. There are you can do it several ways. You can uh, do it yourself. You can approach businesses, let them know you have a podcast, especially local ones, and see if they'd be interested in putting a sponsor, uh, a sponsored ad on your show. There are also services out there that'll do this for you, and I'll talk a little bit about that with um, uh, with host providers. But I'm going to say right now, monetization and making a lot of money should not be a primary goal if you're going to launch a podcast. For most of you, it should have some other benefit. You should have some other benefit. If the only goal you have is to make money, I don't recommend podcasting. There are other mediums that will probably get you to that goal a lot quicker. Podcasting, I see more as the intangible benefits. Now, there are some podcasters out there who make a lot of money from their podcast. They do so through having large numbers, large audience, uh, lots of sponsorships. And some of you will reach that level. Some of you may reach that level quickly. Some of you may reach that level in time. And that's great. But for most of you, monetization should not be your primary goal. Now, does that mean that you can't see tangible benefits from your podcast? Absolutely not. Because there are so many benefits I've gotten out of doing this podcast. I basically have created a platform through which I can promote other things. And you've heard on these episodes, I have um, I have spots that I run for the different books that I've written. So this is one way that I can promote some of my other work. 
because I've done a podcast, I've been able to have great opportunities for speaking engagements. So there are so many benefits to having a podcast outside of direct monetization. And for those of you who are using a podcast as part of your business, well, this is probably some of the best marketing and advertising you can have is putting out content on a podcast, consistent content, building an audience. I think building an audience is so underrated. And and I've said this before, uh, and I've heard this from others as well. You're better off having 10 dedicated listeners who really fit the mold of the type of customer you might want to have. Let's say you're doing a business podcast. 10 listeners who could be potential customers, then 100 listeners who are just casually listening to an episode every now and then. If that's your goal to promote your business. Uh, I think, however, there are so many benefits outside of monetization to having this type of content. You will, I think, first of all, you should find joy in this. And we talked about this earlier. If, if you don't find any joy in this, consider that as a sign that you might want to do some other medium. But if I enjoy podcasting, if monetization was my only goal, I would have given up a long time ago. But I really enjoy this medium. This is a creative outlet for me. Connecting with an audience. I've connected with so many incredible individuals, not only from the interviews I've done, but just by virtue of having a podcast. Uh, It's the medium through which I've been more active on social media, and I've connected with many different people through that. And I mean, if you just want to get a sample of that, just listen to episode 400, in which I had a lot of different guests that were celebrating that milestone with me many of whom I connected with through the podcast directly or through uh, social media. So you will build relationships. You will find a community. You will develop an audience. You will improve your speaking skills. You will become that much more comfortable. There's so many benefits to having a podcast outside of monetization. So if you find that you launch your first episode and you're not getting huge numbers, and you know, you've put out maybe five or six episodes and you're not getting sponsorship offers or anything like that, don't be disappointed. At the very least, I'm telling you now, don't make that your goal because most of you are not going to have that, at least not at the beginning. Now, if you stick with it, the doors are wide open. And Go in knowing that there's a lot of potential, but don't make that your primary focus. I'm going to encourage you, go into podcasting and find the intangible benefits from doing it. Make sure you have a motivation for doing this, whether it's joy, whether it's uh, putting information out there that you feel passionate about, where you think is important, promoting your business, your, your work. What have you, there's so many benefits to doing a podcast outside of direct monetization. Now, that's not to say that you won't get there. Uh, Be open to it. It's entirely possible. Your podcast may blow up and those doors may open for you. So, But don't make that your primary focus starting out. I I just don't think that that is a realistic goal for, for many of you. Stick with it, especially if you have an exit. Now, if your exit is 10 episodes short-term podcast, stick with it to the end. 
especially if you've decided, I like this enough that I at least want to launch my show, make it to the end. Make it to that episode 10. If you decide, you know what, I've had enough, this is enough for me, great. You can move on to the next thing. But stick with your exit. Even if you find you're not getting huge numbers for huge traction, you've accomplished something, you've created a body of work that has a beginning, middle, and end. So again, put it all in perspective. Audience, building an audience, growing an audience takes time with a podcast. The numbers are not going to be what you would see maybe if you started a YouTube channel. They may be, but for most of you, it's going to be kind of slow growth. Monetization may come, but don't make that your primary focus. Remember, there's so many benefits to doing a podcast. Make sure you have at least three or four big ones that have nothing to do with whether or not you make money from it. And stick with it. If you've really given thought to your exit, see it through to the end. And this all ties into your confidence. Part of confidence, I believe, is not only starting something, but seeing it to the end. Even if you find, you know what, I tried podcasting. It wasn't for me but I liked it enough that I wanted to go through and launch my show, then see it to the end. You're going to be that much more fulfilled and satisfied. Even if you decide you never want to do another podcast again, see it to the end. And for the, for those of you who fall into that, if you were doing the exit planning earnestly, your exit should be fairly short. I don't think you should have planned out an exit with a thousand episodes If you decide, you know what, I'm kind of on the fence about this, your exit should be a lot shorter and a lot quicker. So if you find that you're at this stage, you're practicing, you're getting ready to launch, and you're still kind of on the fence, make sure your exit aligns with that. Make sure that your topic aligns with what you want to do. In other words, you're not podcasting just for podcasting's sake. You have a plan. You have an exit, you have a strategy to keep you focused. Okay, so we covered three big things today. We covered style, uh, and that's a lot of that's going to be exploring, and that's why I recommend really put a lot of time into your practice. We talked about uh, confidence. Confidence really comes from having a plan and making growth your goal rather than perfection, and then have reasonable expectations as you launch your show. All right, the write-up for this episode is at bemovingforward.com. Just as a reminder, I'm airing this today on Monday because this Thursday is the Thanksgiving holiday. Next week, I'll be back at our regular scheduled time on Thursday, and I will have a great guest, a fellow podcaster who I've had had on the show in the past, and I've been on one of his shows, uh, Rich Perry. Uh, You may remember him if you've been following the podcast. I had him on for the author series. He also helped celebrate episode 400. I had him on for uh, an episode uh, a season or two ago as well. He's a great content creator, just very prolific. He's written a, uh, a couple of books. He's launched a couple of podcasts, and he's he's basically done it all. So he's going to be here, and this episode will air both uh, audio as well as video. So with my conversations, I try to do those on video, and the video will be available on Spotify. Also, uh, if you are looking for great holiday content, remember I have a Thanksgiving episode that I recorded last year, episode 364. 
I will have it linked in the write-up. It's a commentary, a full-length commentary on the Peanuts special, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, which I think is actually one of the most underrated holiday specials. I know when people think of Charlie Brown and Peanuts, it's either the Halloween or the Christmas special, which both of those I love as well. But the Thanksgiving one, I feel like, is sandwiched in between and gets overlooked a lot. I think it's a really good one in its own right. It's kind of unique. It has aspects to it that are different from the other holiday specials. And um, for those of you who want to watch the episode with the commentary, this year, at least this year, I hope they continue doing this every year, but this year, as of the recording of this episode, Apple TV Plus or Apple, which owns the copyright, I think, to the Peanuts library, they're allowing people to watch the uh, Peanuts holiday specials. And a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is available on Apple TV Plus November 23rd to 27th for free without an Apple TV Plus subscription. And I will have a couple of articles linked in the write-up that will give you more details about that. If you want to get the Peanut specials on, uh, on physical media, I'll have affiliate links for that. But um, that's available for streaming. Again, you don't need a subscription. I don't think you even need to sign up for an account to access this, but I'm not 100% sure. Again, I'll have a couple of articles that will detail how you can access a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. And again, episode 364 is my feature uh, or my episode length commentary on that special. Have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you are spending it with family and loved ones. I hope you enjoy the holiday. Be safe, be warm, have a great holiday, have a great week, and I'll be back next week. You can find the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. The views expressed by any featured guests are not necessarily those of the host, the program, or affiliates. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and bemovingforward.com. All rights reserved.